Welcome back to another episode of Girly Bits. This week, we're going to be diving into the topic of friendships. This week, I wanted to dive into the topic of friendships. Um, It's a topic that kind of fascinates me a little bit because I suppose friendships really change no matter how old you are, what stage of life you're in, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're having babies and everything in between. Um, I am so, so lucky that I have got a great group of friends. Um, You know, it mightn't be the biggest circle on the planet, but at the same time, I know that a lot of the friends I have in my life, I can call them at any time or day or the night and I know that they'd be there for me. I think when I think back to friendships in national school, um, I remember I had a really, really close-knit group of friends. There was four of us. Um, and then all of a sudden, I suppose I probably experienced my very first friendship breakup uh, where we all went our separate ways. Um, we weren't best friends anymore. I don't have the same best friend that I had, let's say, from first class, second class that I do now. They have completely changed. I would say hello to some of the people, that kind of thing. But we're not, um, we're not that close. I wouldn't have too many friends from school um, that it would have been in my class. But I'm okay with that as well. There was a time where when I was in my early 20s or even just starting college and all of that kind of thing, I would have been worried about the amount of friends that I maybe didn't have from school. I would see a lot of the people I went to school with catching up at Christmas time, maybe going on holidays together, maybe attending each other's big social occasions. And for a lot of my 20s, I kind of felt, oh no, why isn't that me? Why am I left out of that group? You know, all of that kind of thing. But I think as you grow a little bit older, you kind of realise that friends may not necessarily be best friends. You know, they're maybe there for each other through occasions, like I said, weddings, marriages, births, babies, all of that kind of stuff. But when you get to your 30s and your late 20s or even in your 20s and 30s, you realise that the people around you who genuinely are there for you are the ones that you need to keep in contact with. Um, I know as well, another thing that completely fascinates me is social media and friendships in work or social media or or that type of thing. I know that I see on a daily basis a lot of fake friendships, um, you know, especially on, on Instagram or TikTok, people bigging one another up when you know for a fact that they're kind of only arse licking. I don't know if I'm allowed to say arse licking on the, uh, on the podcast, but I definitely am. I'm going to call that out because we're not all pally pally buddy buddy with one another but you do see a lot of this stuff going on on social media where you're kind of going hang on a minute now do you really really think all of these people are absolutely gorgeous or you know they've done this wonderful thing or are you just doing a little bit of arse licking I mean it happens we always say social media is it's not really real life I know, especially working in the media, um, you can get caught up in quite a few fake friendships. Um, it's probably taken me uh, a lot longer than some people to maybe get to where I want to go because I'm a very honest person. What you see is what you get. You probably won't see me doing um, engaging in the uh, the old climbing the ladder by complimenting somebody or being friends with somebody for the sake of it. I am the type of person that if I'm your friend, 
I will be your friend. I feel like I'm a very honest person. I'm a very, very loyal person. And loyalty means a lot to me. It's happened to me throughout the years, especially on a work basis where I would have been very, very good friends with somebody, helped somebody out a lot, maybe vouched for them, um, you know, given them experience, um, helped them out with a project, that type of thing. And it's really hurtful when somebody maybe sees an opportunity that is better than what you can give them. And when you think that they're your friend, they turn their back on you and they go and be friends with the person who can get them a little bit further in life. And I'm sure it happens in every walks of life and every profession. But when it does happen, it can be really, really, really stingy. So I suppose now that I'm a little bit older, I take my time when I'm letting somebody into my circle. And I don't really offer my friendship or my skills or that type of thing. I'm a little bit more cautious when I'm bringing somebody into my circle. Now, of course, I could have a chat about this all day, but it is time to get an expert on to have a chat. I'm absolutely delighted this week to be joined by Dr. Tara Logan Buckley. You will have seen Tara on the TV. She is a doctor of clinical psychology and I can't wait to get stuck in and have a chat. It is really, really great to be joined for a chat on Girly Bits with Dr. Tara Logan Buckley. Of course, you're a doctor of clinical psychology. Thank you so much for coming on to have a chat to me. I really, really appreciate it. No worry, Louise. It's great to be on. So thank you. Not at all. Now, I wanted to dive into a topic where I don't know if you've left school, maybe you're just out of college. You know, friendships can really change um, and the dynamic of friendships can can change as well. It's something that I know I've gone through, you know, some some changes in, you know, maybe over the last 10 years where maybe friends that were very, very close are, you know, diving into that acquaintance stage and, you know, you have friends from work. The whole thing can kind of turn upside down without you even really, really realising it. Yeah, w- without a doubt. I think this is really kind of applicable when you get into kind of more your late 20s um, and your 30s in particular. And I think it's something that we're not really told about. You know, it's kind of when I think about friendships and how they change or how we lose friends, it's almost like the inevitable. It's like having achy joints when you get into your 30s, yeah. well, I know I do anyway, or like your hair starting to thin or those type of things. You know, we do end up losing people. There's a really interesting study um, done out of the Netherlands and they kind of say that every seven years you typically lose half um, half of your actual social network that you currently have. Oh. So if you kind of go back and you think about like maybe when you were in um, secondary school, the amount of friends and acquaintances you have, and then in your 20s and then you move into your 30s, and you kind of look at that. I was kind of like, wow, that actually really makes sense. Well, it makes sense for me and yeah. a kind of idea that my own circle of friends that I speak to, like, wow, actually, that does seem to be the case. And like, there's another really interesting piece of research that around... of us will experience a massive loss of friendship through um, through like the phenomenon of ghosting, for example, as well. Yeah, that's so interesting because I've actually had that happen to me recently. And, 
even though uh, like you know it, it it happened maybe about a year ago um and you know it's it's somebody that i suppose you'd be so used to dipping in and out of your life and catching up at christmas and doing all these things and when the ghosting happens you've no idea what you did wrong or even if if anything was wrong and you kind of realize like i've had i've had quite a lot of um i suppose loss in in my life with both of my parents passing away so i'm not saying it's akin to that but it it definitely feels like a, a type of loss where you're kind of going, oh, my God, that person is no longer in my life. You know, if you're having a hard day or something, it's not like you can pick up the phone to give them a ring like you usually would. And it really, really hurts. And even though I'm in my 30s, I'm like, wow, it's taken a lot longer to get over it than I genuinely thought I would. Maybe it's because there's no closure. You've no idea if something happened, um, you know, what the story actually is. But then you kind of come to a point where you're like, I kind of need to stop texting now because... I'm looking like a bit of an Egypt myself and I'm the one making the effort and the other person is just, they've, they've totally ghosted you. Absolutely. And um, some of the things, when we actually even think about the term ghosting in general, like most of us think about it like dating apps or the dating scene. I was ghosted by yeah. this person or, or that person. We never think about it in terms of friends. And actually that's why there's not a lot of research in this area, not a lot of us talk about because they're just, it just isn't there. And I think you said there it hurts. And the thing about it is it can actually hurt a lot more to be ghosted by a friend than what it can be by a love interest or even a partner. And the reason for that is because when we think of friendships, they can be longer lasting and we think that friendship should be for life. However, like that, that's something we should probably stop thinking like that because we are meant to lose friendships. But I can I can kind of get into that a little bit later. But like friendships aren't meant to be for life, but we kind of think that they're meant to be. And hence, when they get ghosted by one, it really, really hurts. And there's a kind of a reason for this. It's because there's usually three or four kind of like fundamental needs that we have that get threatened when we're ghosted by someone. So for example, our sense of belonging just completely goes out the window. It's kind of like, well, one second, I I don't belong to this person anymore or vice versa. Your sense of like being kind of like in this meaningful existence. So for example, your place in this world for this person and that that place is meaningful. But also like your self-esteem because you're questioning what have I done wrong? Why am I being rejected? They're usually big ones that come up. But also the fact that you've no control so the control has been completely taken away from you. And that's why ghosting within friendships really hurt is because all of those things have been completely threatened. And it's that ambiguous loss. You've absolutely no idea what's going on. Yeah, definitely. I know um, I probably find myself a bit triggered by it as well, because even if you had childhood friendships, um, I'll remember back like years and years ago, um, I remember I lost a couple of friends in national school because and we were really tight, close knit. We used to think we were the Spice Girls and we'd be dancing a whole lot. But like all of a sudden, I suppose we were moving into, say, first year in school. um, And it was to my knowledge, it was something as stupid as I wasn't allowed to go to a concert and everybody else went Absolutely. It's kind of like I always say it's like the band-aid. Every time it happens to you again and you go to strip it off, it hurts more and more and more because your body, remember, our body always holds on to trauma. It holds on to painful experiences no matter how long ago that is. So if the same painful experience happens to us again, it's not just us living those feelings and those emotions from this time round. It's also going to bring it back and relate it back to those past ones. That's why actually losing friendships in your 20s and 30s, you get older, becomes actually a lot more painful. Definitely. What can we do if like, you know, you have a situation where, 
you know, you a friend has ghosted you, you've had a big falling out, something like that. Is there anything that you can do for yourself to maybe try and make it a bit easier, make it a bit better? Um, Because I suppose there's no point in really flogging a dead horse trying to keep in contact with that person if they're not feeling the same way about the friendship as you as you are. Absolutely. So the first few things I can talk about here is, let's say if a friendship does die down or someone has ghosted you in a friendship kind of a way, um, we can do some coping mechanisms. So the most important one is to validate the experience and to validate your pain. And we call this kind of like effect labeling. So it's just naming how you're feeling without trying to push it away or without trying to change it. So allowing the feelings to be there because one of the big ones that can come up for us with this is shame. It's kind of like, oh, I'm so ashamed this person has left me and I don't know why that is. Shame is a really, really difficult emotion to sit with because actually it's one of the only emotions that don't carry communicative factor with it. So it isn't actually telling us something, only bar it's, it's extremely, extremely painful. So actually sitting with them and validating your pain is really, really, really important and being able to label them. That's always what I say to absolutely everybody at the start. What can also help that kind of falls under this category is starting to realise that friendships aren't actually meant to last forever. So your best friend that you might have had for 15 years, things change, life change, your priority changes, work changes, partnership changes. You grow as a person as you go and maybe your priorities are completely different. You might sit back and actually start to look at the friendship and go, you know what, actually, every time I was with them, our priorities weren't the same or we were arguing continuously, or the person didn't actually, I felt really like, I suppose, negative after leaving that person. Well, I didn't actually realise that this person was like having this effect on me mentally or physically. I just felt that because we we're friends for so long, I had to keep that friendship. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Friends aren't meant to, meant you to, to feel and to cause those kind of ways. So really validating your experience, looking back, Another thing with it as well is trying to actually recreate social contact, even though I know that can be really, really difficult. But it is trying to link out to other friends that you have and to other family members and maybe where that person would fill in that void for you so that you do try to do all of those things again and try to get that kind of back. Another big one actually is around trying to regain some control and a sense a sense of that control as well. So I always say to people, it's look, what can you control in your life at the moment? Because obviously you can't control this friendship or, or you can't get the answers of the closure that you're looking for. Do you have hobbies that you can go into? Can you do some work that you enjoy doing? So trying to focus your time and energy into things that you've agency for is really, 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 really important. Also kind of like thinking that actually this probably has nothing to do with you. You know, a ghosting is a kind of a thing that comes from the person within themselves. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a projection outward into the external world. So I always kind of say, well, actually, maybe it just didn't have anything to do with you. And I know that you said um, yourself, you've been ghosted by a friend and so have I. And actually what had ended up happening was for me, the person had left it so long without contacting me yeah. that they didn't actually know how to con- They didn't know how to reach out again. I hadn't actually done anything to the person. They were going through something in their own personal life that they just felt that they had to kind of like avoid people during that time. And then because they left it so long, they just didn't know how to re-engage. And they were like, oh, I, I didn't know what to do. So even thinking about that, like maybe maybe this isn't actually about me. Maybe this actually has nothing to do with me and really looking at it like that. And I think one of the really big things is realising that you probably won't get closure and that you need to let it go, even though that's the hardest step. Like it really, really is, is realising, okay, well, maybe I'm never, ever going to get 
the reason that this person ghosted me or maybe it's all about looking at well okay you know I have empathy so I wouldn't do that to somebody and like you know I have the social maturity to have that conversation give the person the mutual respect but not everybody has that because they mightn't have learned that growing Mm -hmm. up as a child or they might have had something happen to their lives where that's too painful for them to do so it's kind of thinking about all those things as well and believe it or not combining all of these together can really help us move on um, and get our own closure. I think that's the most important thing, getting closure for ourselves. Yeah, definitely. That's so, so interesting. What if you're in a situation where, you know, I uh, like I get quite a lot of messages about, you know, people who have been in friendships, let's say with, you know, their childhood friends or that type of thing. They're all grown up now. They've left college. Maybe they're in their jobs, all of that kind of stuff. And they find that, you know, maybe that particular friend is holding them back a little bit. You know, maybe they're not as supportive as they should be, but they feel like they can't leave the friendship because they've been, you know, friends for so long. If it is childhood friends, you know, I do a segment on on the radio where people would text in some of their, um, you know, some of their stories about what, what issues they're going through in life. And a lot of the time it's like, I'm getting married, but my friend isn't supporting me. Or, you know, my friend is asking me to do all of this, but at the same time, they haven't been there for me when I really needed them. You know, they're, they're, they might not be in communication that often, but at the same time, they feel like they need to stick with one another because they've been friends for so many years. It's interesting you say this because I remember being told to phrase by my dad a very, very long time ago, and it's always stayed with me. And he said to me, Tara, history isn't enough to keep a friendship alive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I thought, wow, it's so right, because if we think about it, we change, we grow, we adapt as we get older. I would always say, okay, so why are you friends? So let's say, for example, you became friends with someone in your early 20s and you both worked in a really maybe toxic work environment. So that's what kept you together. So you might go out socialising, you wanted to give out about work, things like that. And what might happen is, as you move into your 30s, people do change. And it might be the case that one might keep you stuck because, for example, they might want to change. They might still want to go out partying every single weekend. Um, You might have different priorities. You might want to go hiking. I'm just kind of giving examples there and things like that so people can get stuck. There are some signs that you can look out for to actually see is a friendship working for you anymore. So some of the big things is like, has this friendship kind of outgrown you? So are you both too busy to make plans? So like, you know, a lot of people actually won't make plans. They say they will or they'll keep in contact via social media. But when you ask them to actually meet up face to face, they'll always say, oh, yes, maybe in a week or two or et cetera, et cetera. Um, For example, are you only talking about past memories? Yeah. Because if you are, that means that that relationship's actually deep rooted in history and absolutely no, nothing else. Is there arguing the whole time? Are you having awkward conversations together or is it free flowing? Like, you know, is there opposing set of values that you have? Do you feel drained spending time together? You know, a lot of people kind of see that I need to stay friends with people, but, but you don't because... Some friendships will always remain one-sided, no matter how much you talk to that person, because they just don't have the capacity to change. They mightn't have that insight, and that's completely okay as well. And also, we can outgrow friendships, and it's about realising that we've outgrown them and letting them go with that, realising that my life has changed, my priorities have changed, this person doesn't fit that anymore, and just because of a history with them doesn't mean that they need to be a part of my life anymore. It's about looking at that bigger picture. And it's also about thinking like, you know, looking for what we like to call the green flags in relationships. Mm-hmm. So is can you be comfortable together in silence? Can you pick up where you've left off? Let's say you both have busy lives, you both have families. 
don't see each other for, for a month, but you sit down at that coffee table and it's like back and you're chatting away like like you've never missed a day together. Yeah. Are you with them and you don't feel judged? So can you open up to them and can you talk to them about maybe things that you're thinking about, maybe future plans that you have without feeling judged? Do you make each other laugh? Do you genuinely feel happy for them? And do they genuinely feel happy for you? And they're the green flags you need to look out for. If you're not getting them from any of your kind of friendships and you're getting more of those kind of warning flags, then I would say it's really time to evaluate that friendship and to say, actually, is this person adding value to my life? Definitely. And if you're at the stage where, you know, you feel like you need to move on from the friendship, but obviously from a history point of view, maybe you're in a situation where you feel like you owe them um, a little bit of grace when maybe you're you're trying to explain to them that, look, no, I don't want to go and do this. I don't want to spend, you know, X amount of my days doing this thing for you. How How do people go about, you know, maybe breaking up with with a friend without actually hurting them. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people in that situation as well. I know like you could be with a new partner, you could be moving into a new house, you know, you could be surrounded with judgment from that friend who is maybe the friendship is no longer serving you. How can you let them down or break up with them? I'll be honest with you. Honesty. That's, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's It's kind of thinking about, OK, if if this was the other way around, what would I like? And what I would like in return, and I think what most people would like, is mutual respect and just complete honesty and to be able to sit down and be able to have kind of like a thought out plan about, okay, we met back then. This is what we did. This kept our friendship going. However, in the last five years, 10 years, whatever it is, your life has gone this way. My life has gone this way. I've noticed, you know, these patterns of behaviours between us or these feelings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you're a very important part of my life for so long. You know, I'd love for us always to still have that contact. But in terms of that deep friendship and what I've been able to give you up to this point, unfortunately, I don't have the time or the energy to put into this relationship anymore like I used to. However, like, I don't want to lose you. I would love for us to have some form of contact. And obviously, the other person might be hurt about that and they might decide no, and, and that's their choice. But I think it's about having mutual respect for that person that was a part of your life for so long and that did contribute to your life for for that period of time and explaining that to them and giving them the honesty of that while also giving it with through a compassionate lens and giving empathy to that person as well. But I think like that's the proper way to come to it, just exactly like how um, a romantic relationship should be broken up with in the same sort of way that it's, it's mutual respect, it's honesty and it's really good communication between between the two people and allowing that open conversation. Sometimes people don't even realise it themselves and sometimes even that honest conversation can actually um, restore in any kind of, I suppose, um, um, I suppose negative maybe feelings that have been there. The person might have been aware. The person, oh, I'm really like apologetic. Can we try again? Or a thing that so would actually might end up repairing any ruptures that have been there, or it might just be the end of the relationship. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Another topic that I kind of wanted to touch on is fake friendships. I know working in the media, um, you know, you. You might become friends with people and it's only becoming more and more apparent 
um, the longer I'm in media is it that there's a lot of fake friendships because of social media you know you might have people commenting other things going oh my god yeah you look great amazing but would they want to meet you for a coffee and sit down and have an actual conversation probably not um, I've been to a couple of events over the years where you know you'd go in the door and because you're in a vulnerable position maybe you've been invited to something you don't have a buddy with you but somebody that you kind of might know on the surface through social media might pretend to be an amazing friend for the hour or two that you're there but if you were to reach out to them and say oh hey how's it going are you going to this thing next week or do you want to hang out or can you help me with something um you might not hear from them I again I've had personal experience of you know thinking that you're very very good friends with somebody but in actual reality they might only be friends with you to try and get as much as they can out of you in a professional aspect and then turning around you know you get the friendship breakup or the ghosting um, and you see maybe a week or two down the line that they're friends with somebody else probably for the same reason to try and get ahead. Oh absolutely I, I like to kind of call this the, the differentiating between real friendship bonds and codependence bonds. Yeah. And even in that codependence, you can put like fake friendships, whatever kind of manipulating friendships, whatever kind of terminology you want to do. And I actually really heard of this. It was it was very, very sad for this person, but um, someone approached me quite some time ago and it was their 30th. And they'd invited numerous people to this 30th um, who they had considered, you know, they thought they were friends. And on the day of the 30th, over 34 people actually ended up cancelling, which was a wow. mass majority of the people that were, were that were invited. Oh my God. Obviously, this person was just, their soul was destroyed. They mm. just, they were so, like, it ended up destroying their entire, like, birthday experience and for weeks afterwards as well. And they kind of only from that experience realised, wow, okay, these people actually, they were codependent on me. This person actually... Um, worked in editing and was quite high up and they realised, okay, actually these people were only pretending to be my friends so they could get the, the foot in here or get the foot in door. But when they actually came to came to spending time with me or doing something for me, they all went. And that's why I always kind of say as well is, you know, are friends actually able to prioritise their time and their schedule for you? It's like, you know, oh, let's meet up for a coffee. It's like, oh yeah, sure, you know, let me know whenever you're on my street in that coffee shop that I drink in right next to my house. Yeah. You know, that kind of way. It's about like seeing actually will someone go out of their way for you to actually spend time with you? And like there are kind of things as well that you can look out for for like those those fake kind of friends, if you want to call them, or those codependent kind of more friendships. It's like, you know, are they only with you because you do one thing together? So for example, it might be going out and partying or it might be you might be single and you've got this one friend who's single and they're only going out with you because you're only single. It's not because the friendship means anything to them. Um, do they support you? If they don't truly support you, then why, you know, they're not an actual true friendship bond. Um, do they turn people against you? Do they always need your attention? Are they trying to peer pressure you? Do they make you feel bad about yourself? Particularly maybe you might buy something new that you quite like and they'll put it down. You can kind of always see as well that if you do anything or if anything good happens to you in your life, they won't support you. They'll put you down. They'll kind of feel competitive towards you and they might like talk behind your back or they might kind of explicit kind of like say they're jealous of you kind of in a very, very jokey way as well. But there are kind of signs that you can look out for to kind of notice actually is this is this a real friendship? But there definitely is certain professions where um, people would kind of more so latch on to the friendship as a kind of a manipulation tactic to try to get ahead or, or get their own needs met. 
Yeah, I've heard uh, I've heard about a lot of it in um, specifically the media industry, you know, but um, I find it so interesting. And I think with social media, you know, there's a bit of um, I don't know what the word would be. It's like almost toxic positivity towards one another where, you know, you're nearly like for use of better words, like licking arse towards somebody so that, you know, they they might invite you to something or, you know, that kind of thing. It's it's like what you said about that person and their birthday. Um, you know, they might have been the most popular person in the office at that time, but then turn around and if there's somebody else that's at the top of the leaderboard, um, they all gravitate towards them. It's such a sad situation. Absolutely. And I, I think as well, we used friendship, the the term friendship, way too lightly. Yeah. So I I think like it comes from us, you know, in primary school line. Oh, go make friends with that person. You know yourself down the playground. Go make friends with that person. Oh, in school, aren't they all your friends? That's not the case. We don't really ever get thought the difference between friendships and acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And that's how I know for myself, kind of as I moved into my late 20s and my social circle did kind of start um, getting smaller. And particularly as I moved into my mid 30s. I actually started for myself differentiating between acquaintances and actual friends. So for me, for example, anyone on my social media, they're acquaintances. They're not they're not friends. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know anything about their personal lives. Like in order for it to be a friendship in my mind's eye and with my group is I have to be led into that circle. I need to know about your life. You need to know about my I need to be able to be vulnerable with you. That's actually probably the, the best word I would use. Is yeah. I need to be able to be vulnerable with any of my friends in order for them to be a true friend to me and for them to accept that vulnerability and for us both to display empathy between us back and forth. Um, and for me, that was really, really helpful as I got older to kind of stop using the word friend for everybody and say, no, they're an acquaintance. No, they're a friend. And it was always said to me again by my dad, the wor- his words of wisdom as I was growing up. He was like, as you get older, he's like, you realistically only need three friends. He says, because if you have three proper friends as you move into your 30s, 40s and 50s, he says, you'll never be alone. He says, everyone else is an acquaintance. Brilliant. Your dad is such a wise man. I mean, every he, he really is. <laughs> yeah, and it does. It, it kind of make it makes sense when you think about it. like, you know, a friend is someone that if you are in trouble at three o'clock in the morning, you can pick up the phone and you know that person is going to be there. Like you just know like there is no ifs, buts and ands. Whereas you can ring 50 other people in your phone book and they're not going to be there. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Tara, I could literally sit and have a chat to you for, for hours on end, but um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. If anybody wants to reach out, if they want to maybe catch you on TV, I know you've been on Virgin Media, um, and if they want to maybe check out some resources you might have online, all about psychology um, and you know where they can where they can find you, where is the best place to go? Um, yeah, so the website's just under construction at the moment, so that will be up and live in about two to three weeks again. So um, I'll be able to link in the details of that. The best place to find me will be on my Instagram page. So you can just do Dr. Tara Logan Buckley or um, you can do at Dr. Um, Tara LB. Brilliant. Dr. Tara Logan Buckley, thank you so, so much for having a chat all about friendships and friendship breakups. And I'm sure that's really, really helpful for a lot of people listening uh, to the podcast. Thank you so much. And I hope to catch up with you again really soon. Great. Thank you so much. So there you go. 
I absolutely loved that chat with Tara and if you're going through a ghosting of a friendship yourself or if you are somebody who is ghosting somebody, um, I hope you feel okay because there can be a lot of pressure there. Maybe you've got a friend who isn't supporting you in the way that you'd like to be supported. I think if we take one thing from listening to that chat with Tara is that you kind of need to just be honest and open. If a friendship isn't serving you, it sounds as though you need to sit down, have a conversation about whether or not, you know, the friendship maybe needs to end or you need to be on different friendship terms. Um, I really, really hope you enjoyed that. I definitely enjoyed having a chat to Tara. Um, I've given you a couple of home truths with my own friendships in uh, throughout the years. But look, as I mentioned to you, I'm a very honest person and I'd like to think I'm a very good friend. Uh, hopefully my own friends would say that uh, I am good. I've been a bridesmaid five times, so um, I, I sometimes think if I was doing something wrong, well, then I wouldn't be asked to do that very, very important job. Anyway, if you are struggling with friendships, especially trying to figure out whether or not somebody is a friend at work or on social media or that type of thing, you know, I think it's so important just to be mindful of the difference between fake friendships and real life people that you can pick up the phone to and call if you're having a bad day or you need a little bit of help or you need some cheering up. And like Tara said, I thought that was very, very good advice that if somebody isn't willing to meet you somewhere and sit down and have a chat and have a coffee, well, then maybe they're not really your friend. They might only be your acquaintance. Anyway, I will more than likely revisit this topic again because it fascinates me. And I'm sure a lot of what we've talked about has resonated with you. As always, if you want to reach out to me on social media, I'm on Instagram, Louise Clark Radio. And you can also send me an email, louiseclarkmedia at gmail.com. If you like this episode, feel free to like, subscribe and share with all of your friends. I would love to see a little bit of a boost in the ratings because I love doing this and I want to keep doing it. So anyway, listen, have a fantastic week and I'll catch up with you again very soon. Oh, 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 oh